Welcome to Famous with Kate and Liz. We are back with a new series and gotta give a round of applause. Amber V, number one fan. She's done it again, folks. She's done it again. We are back. We are here with a new series of famous reality stars. That's Golf right. clap. Specifically, Amber V wanted maybe MTV reality stars, but yeah. I mean, it's a new series. It's still open. It's That was a little nuanced. We wanted to start with someone a little bit bigger. <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah, we wanted to broaden our horizons beyond. I haven't watched an MTV show since I don't even remember when. Like, I don't have cable. I don't oh, have. Husband. Oh, well, they're on like Paramount Plus now and like apps and things like oh. cable anymore. My husband loves the um, real world road rules. Oh, that's not even it anymore. It's just the challenges. But it used to be the real world road rules. challenge. Oh, Let me yeah, know. that's like the last time I stopped watching MTV probably was when like that started. Yeah, like in the first iteration. It is still on, but now it's like just random people like Big Brother and stuff. Um, he, I know Amber V was watching this and my husband did too. He watched um, Real World Portland is on Netflix right now. So um, all things, I don't watch those. I haven't watched them since like, you know, they came out. Right, since they were new. Right, yeah, same. That, because I didn't have cable growing up. Like I watched some seasons like later in my like early 20s probably. <laughs> That's so funny. I know. I but it's still huge. It it really is still huge. And really, like I, mean, I, I, I just can't watch anything else. Like I can't have anything else on my watch plate. So sorry. No, I understand. If, if like, I could, I would. It like it is so it's a whole fraction of reality TV is MTV. Real we could do so much deep diving on that. Um, but we're starting with someone who I think we both felt like kind of launched the genre in a way of reality TV back early 2000s, late 90s. Um, we're talking about Anna Nicole Smith, people. That's right. The one, the only Anna Nicole um, Smith. Yes. And it's crazy. It's. It, I mean, it is really one of the first reality shows. I mean, I think of like... Um, so who's the family? Ozzy Osbourne. Yes. Well, and I, in my research, they talked about how E was really trying to replicate the success they had with the Osbournes with Anna Nicole Smith. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Because we like forget about those old school. I mean, remember when Jessica Simpson and Nick Lachey had their own reality show? Yeah. I mean, and like Paris Hilton and Nicole Richie. Oh my God. Like, yes. you know, all of these like really... I feel like we're the very beginning, like even before Kardashians, this is pre pre Kardashians people. Like it was like, Carta who, what? No. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Never heard of them. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Back when Kim was Paris's like closet <laughs> organizer, <laughs> she was on the simple life. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, and it also was like bred a certain type of star. And one thing I was been thinking about a lot recently, because I just watched the Pamela Anderson documentary on Netflix, um, which I recommend, but I don't know how much we have this type of star anymore, like a blonde bombshell, like someone who is just famous for being blonde, whether it's real or, or fake blonde, and for being good looking. So like Marilyn Monroe, Pamela Anderson, Anna Nicole Smith. We were talking before we started recording, you said maybe Paris Hilton, which is like, maybe, I just be, but it's like, see, she's, she was like rich from the start. Yeah, no. So the other three all had very like, you know, hard childhoods grow, grew up from meager, you know, means and like lifted themselves up and use their looks and brains and whatnot to get ahead. And like, I just don't know if we have anyone like that anymore. Maybe it just doesn't exist anymore, but it's like, a certain type of star. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it does either. Although with like the crazy success with random people from TikTok. True. Like True. maybe someone like them, but like I can't think of a maybe blonde. Justin Bieber is our last blonde bombshell. <laughs> and he's Canadian too, just like uh, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> yep, yep. Maybe it's the Biebs. I don't know, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I yeah. mean, like, I've been thinking so about this. Funny. Like it's interesting how just, 
in society at different times of like what people are interested in and fascinated in. And I wrote in the notes, like after one paragraph, like this was a crazy time to be alive because we will get into it. But at one point, like Anna Nicole Smith, anything was just on the news every day, like, <laughs> every day, every day, whether you were watching like the legit news or like I mean, e-news. Legit news, yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. Just like about her life, like major headlines. I mean, I, I mean, she was everywhere. And I think because now you have to kind of have like a quote unquote talent. I mean, people just saw um, Anna Nicole Smith on a billboard and like would drop dead. I don't know if this is in here anywhere about how Norway like had to have some big national law about like not putting a picture of a sexy woman on a billboard, specifically Anna Nicole Smith, oh because it caused like it caused traffic accidents. That's what I'm saying. Who is like that, that and today? That is like nobody sexy and like just wants it and loves it. And like, that's all they're known for. Like, we don't got that anymore. What good or bad? It's just not around anymore. So it was a yeah. time to be alive for sure. <laughs> um <laughs> And we're going to get into it. Her life was, you know, she was so much more than a reality star for for reals. Um, But we just felt like it was appropriate to launch this famous reality series with her, you know, because of like what, you know, what she did with the genre, but then also like how the genre took advantage of her too, which is really sad. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm more familiar with the reality star, Anna Nicole. Right. Mm -hmm. So I remember her from like her first rise to fame. Um, But I definitely remember her more for like her fall from grace, if you will. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. Through her reality show. And I think we can all remember like the beginning part was all like this cute animated, like little Mm -hmm. kind of like I dream of genie type. Yeah. Just insane. I mean, I can't even imagine well, and this yeah, was also just like a lot of times I think about it growing up in this time, like how horribly like women were treated when, and I didn't like, you know, you don't think about it in when you're in it, but now what hindsight is 2020, you know, we look back, we're like, oh my God, anyone who like grew up in the 2000s, like, and was a woman, like was just taken advantage of. And it's almost crazy to see how like her being taken advantage of, like in the way Britney Spears was taken advantage of and Britney Murphy was taken advantage of. And like that way was like all documented and no one did anything about it. I mean, yeah, the, the amount of footage, you're right. The amount of like blatant footage with which we watch now, like in horror at the time were, it was was literally nobody got canceled. Nobody batted an eye. Like it was just, it was ratings gold. Like, yeah. absolutely absolutely so yeah I think we should get into it yeah let's just um quickly you guys we're gonna get into it if you want to reach us we're on Instagram uh at famous Kate and Liz with Kate with a c gmail famous Kate and Liz Kate with a c at (laughs) gmail.com let us know what you think about Anna Nicole Smith other reality TV stars we should cover like you know we've all talked about the Kardashians so let's get creative like who else (laughs) Yes. Yeah. No, you should like message us with your favorite Anna Nicole Smith memory. (laughs) Like, what do you remember her for? Because I'd love to hear your story about her. Um, Okay. So this is all from biography.com, basically. Correct? Uh, It is other little sources, a little bit of Wikipedia, a little bit of like, yeah, I don't even know. Mostly biography, but okay. Not <laughs> Liz did the notes this week. I haven't, I haven't read through them yet, so this is going to be a journey for us all. So, but you did welcome. do on your own. Do you want to talk about the podcast you listened to quickly? Oh yes, yeah. So oh. I listened to um, the podcast you're wrong about, and they did an episode in 2019. I think it's from um, about Anna Nicole Smith, and I think you can just like. In like in Spotify, I just Googled Anna Nicole Smith and that podcast popped like right up. But I know I had listened to it before. It's an excellent 
episode, um, they use way smarter words than us. So <laughs> well, and if, if you need something more, you know, highbrow, you can go listen to that, exactly. that episode. <laughs> They're legit. And they go in depth. At, like if you haven't listened to that podcast, um, you're wrong about they, they kind of like specialize in maligned women. And that's why like, I loved this episode of theirs that I listened to back in the day, but so I'm glad you re-listened yeah. to it. Um, so it's yes, I re-listened to it. It's great. So I'll sprinkle in my little anecdotes from that episode as we go on. Um, but yeah, so get comfortable and let's weave the tale of the story of the life of Anna Nicole Smith, shall we? Get, In get honor of Paul Smith, I just unbuttoned my top button of my pants. Okay. Oh, okay. Now I'm comfortable and I have a glass of white wine. Let's go. I'm ready. Anna. Oh my God. I feel like white wine is so Anna Nicole Smith too. Okay. I just, I just got like an image of her holding a like glass of white wine, just like with the hair to the heavens. I was going to say, <laughs> like, you know, there's one thing Anna Nicole Smith didn't care about. She gave zero fucks and you got to respect her for that. So yeah. Yeah. So cheers. This is a cheers to you, Anna Nicole Smith. So we all know Anna Nicole Smith rose to fame as a model. She was named Playboy's Playmate of the Year in 1993. In 1994, she famously wed 89-year-olds uh, oil tycoon J. Howard Marshall II, um, who died like a year. I think they were married for like a year. Yep, we'll um, get to it. We'll get to it before he he died, and that's a whole thing. Um, and this is kind of like when she went from like the guest model to like a joke, which basically they talk about in that mm -hmm. podcast episode I listened to like and get the guest campaign the same year I believe so like big year for her yeah yeah big year like huge rise to fame and then just she became the laughing stock because she was married to this 89 year old oil tycoon which it's like you have to like roll your eyes when you you're at the grocery store checkout and you see like that wedding picture it's ridiculous say, looking should google that wedding picture or maybe add it to the instagram i 100 percent will um but it, it's like you think oh my god gold digger you know but then like once we start learning about kind of her life and you know then it's like maybe she did really make him happy and you know I mean, what's wrong with an old man wanting to spend his last days with a blonde bombshell? Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, the controversy is over his money and his fortune and who it's left to. But, like, his choice to be with someone hot and die in their arms, like, might yeah. is up to them, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, yes, I think it's kind of, like, cringe. But, like, if he's great her. to her and, like, she's good to him in his dying days like it's not easy to be around somebody who's no. on their deathbed you know what I mean so yeah. um and it seems like he really enjoyed like taking care of her right. kind of mm -hmm. um so anyway so Anna Nicole Smith ended up spending years and years like her the rest of her life fighting for a share of her late husband's estate um, we all saw that play out yeah, and uh, all, in the tabloids. It, um, it actually like even went on beyond her death, which is crazy. <laughs> like, the yeah, yeah, right, right. So, and then of course, why we're here today, she starred in her own reality show from 2002 to 2004, which helped launch, you know, the actual genre of reality television. Um, and she ended up dying of an accidental drug overdose in 2007. So it was a very short-lived kind of like re-rise to fame um, type of thing. So that was very sad. I like feel like I can remember where I was, but like I don't specifically remember where I was, but like I remember how big of a deal this was. Exactly. And like because of what had just happened with her son I and don't remember where you were exactly because it was in the news so much because yes. of everything happening with her son. We're gonna get into it. There was like paternity controversy with her new yeah. baby. There was this death another death, you know, like it's like yeah. 
there was so much every single day. <laughs> yeah. Right. And that creepy lawyer guy who was with her in her reality show. Um, what is his name? Did Howard we talk about Stern. him? Howard <laughs> yes. yes. And you're like, Howard Stern? What? I mean, I remember watching that show and being like, being around this man is the biggest red flag I've ever seen in my entire life. And yeah. it's like, all documented. I don't even know if I could handle watching the show like in well, and like, present yeah, day. You can still watch it today, I think, um, and find it like on YouTube or I'm not sure if it's streaming, but like, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Well, we'll get into it. Like, I don't know if I could watch it again because it is a hard watch because she's obviously like not okay during like the majority of it. And it's yeah. like E really took advantage of like the situation, like even in the marketing, like they kind of used it, um, you know, which it's just like kind of unethical, like if not very unethical. <laughs> yes. Yes. And this is like, we remember her like trim spa, baby. Yeah. Like that commercial. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's like, oh no. And yeah, it's like those days. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Like I remember those commercials, like they're like, she was everywhere for a time. Being, um, so for people who are younger and don't know, like now, you know, <laughs> yes. And this is her background. Children listen up. <laughs> so, um, Anna Nicole Smith was actually born with a different name, just like someone like hmm, Marilyn Monroe. Hmm? Um, so her birth name is Vicki Lynn Hogan. Vicki Lynn. Yeah. So she was born on November 28th. Oh, names though. Vicki Lynn, Anna Nicole. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. You got to have that, you know, strong middle name, you know. Um, she was born November 28th, 1967 in, oh no, how do you say this? I, I think yeah. I think it's Mexia, Texas, but it's okay. probably, probably Mejia, Tejas, you know. Like. <laughs> right, right. Like technically, yes, that's how we should say it. Um, so she was actually a high school dropout. I think she went to ninth grade mm. in oh, school. Wow. Yeah, ninth grade. Um, she had a difficult childhood growing up without her father who left the family when she was only a baby. So she knows no, has no memory of the father being in her life, which is so hard. Pro also very much, you know, I don't yeah. think yeah. was. Troubled childhood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as a teenager, she worked at a local fried chicken restaurant and there she met cook Billy Smith and the pair married when she was only 17 years old. So, I mean, she's been out of school working since she's been in ninth grade, she's like, I'm 17 years old. Like, I got to get things moving here <laughs> with my life. Like, she has lived life, okay? Well, and um, I'm not so sure she that podcast or somewhere else where, you know, they talk about in these small towns, like, marriage kind of is the only way, like, up and out, you know? Um, although yeah. he was still from the town, but, like, that's, like, the only way she's going to get out of there, that situation. Right, 100%. So... Um, the couple ended up having a son named Daniel, who we remember also RIP. We remember him from the reality show. Um, he was born in 1984. So he's like our age. Would be, Would be our yeah. age. Um, but the marriage later broke up and not happy with her small town life. She dreamed of becoming the next Marilyn Monroe. So like. It's no coincidence that her life kind of mirrors mm -hmm. no, yeah. Marilyn Monroe because she was kind of like manifesting. Oh, definitely. Yeah, she may, I think her whole look was intentionally to look like yes. Monroe. She had the bleached blonde hair, the bright red lipstick, the voluptuous curves. Like she yeah. was never a skinny, skinny girl, you know, even when she was a model. That's like right. what made her stand out. Right, right, exactly. Um, so before her big break, she worked numerous jobs, including as a Walmart employee and a dancer. 
she left her son in the care of her mother uh, to work in Houston at a strip club. So I think they said like her town was like two hours from Houston or something. And in 1991, she's working at the strip club and she met um, J. Howard Marshall the second, the Texas oil tycoon, if you'll remember, um, her 89-year-old husband. So she met him while she was working at a strip club and they would end up like falling in love what they say and um getting married so they by all accounts they seemed to have made each other really happy so yeah i mean like from both of their accounts right yeah it seemed consensual all around and who knows like i mean um I'm not like a psychologist, psychiatrist, whatever. Like, you know, she didn't have a father around. Sometimes like women are attracted to like father figures, you know, like maybe she got something out of him that was a different type of love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I guess apparently according to the you're, um, you're wrong about episode, she, he was okay with her having like other relationships and it's, widely known apparently that like she had um relationships with females outside Mm -hmm. of the marriage but but j howard marshall was like you can do that but if i need you i come first like and i don't want to know about it i think it was like a companionship thing for both of them more than a sexual Uh, so they had right and they had like specific boundaries he's like this is what I want and otherwise you do you boo (laughs) like (laughs) just give me your attention basically yeah um so okay so this is how basically she becomes like the playboy centerfold so after mailing in photos of herself, which I heard that her ex-husband did or like a boyfriend or something. I think that you're right. So this was very like more of a synopsis for sure. I think you're right that someone did do that. Yeah. Um, that ex-husband of hers. Yeah. So in 1992, she got to pose for the famed adult magazine Playboy. Um, she also appeared in ads for the guest fashion brand later that same year. So she got into Playboy and that same year is the face of guess. And like which, not to knock guess, but like now, but like guess. Sorry, can you hear me? <laughs> oh no, yeah, you were um breaking up so bad. My dog just stepped on my mute button. <laughs> oh. God, that sounded so crazy. <laughs> Sorry. So, anyways, back to it. Um, thank you, tripod interruption. Um, <laughs> guess I felt like during this time was huge. Like I remember, like this was later on, but like my first job out of college, once I finally made a little bit of money, like I bought myself a guest purse, and I thought, yes, so cool. <laughs> yes, I had a guest belt. I had a guest watch remember when people used to wear watches that weren't like connected to your smartphone yeah like it was a big brand at the time and like who was starring in it like it beyond her I can't remember there's like other famous people maybe Cindy Crawford was even in like yeah yeah Yeah. like Heidi Klum yeah just like old school supermodel I mean but she was like the first kind of in the line of those supermodels to kind of follow her Mm -hmm. lead as the face of Gus because yeah it was I mean iconic and I'll include that picture yeah Yeah. it's black and white and yeah it's so good yeah it's so it's it is iconic like that must be the poster they sell at colleges nowadays for like the boys you know how there's always like that one iconic like picture of a female of the the du jour like yeah, to the scarface like poster yes, yes. <laughs> and they make you sign up for like 
a credit card, but they're like, we'll give you two free posters. And you're like, I really need a Bob Marley poster. Oh my God. Yes. Oh my God. Shout out. Do they still put up posters? (laughs) Do they still do that? Do you think they must? I, I mean, they're always trying to find ways to scam kids into credit cards. (laughs) (laughs) That's never going to die. So, Yes, that t-shirt that just says college. You get two free NFTs when you sign up for a credit card. Yeah. Yeah, children, we used to sign up for credit cards just for a free t-shirt that said college on it. And that was it. That was all. Oh, man. (laughs) Those were the days. Um, okay, so anyway, let's see, where were we? Yeah, so Smith reached a career milestone the following year, joining a select group of models who have been named Playmate of the Year by Playboy magazine. She parlayed her celebrity into some small film roles, and in 1994, she appeared in the Leslie Nielsen comedy, Naked Gun 33 and a Third. The final insult, which classic, <laughs> um, and the Hudsucker proxy with Tim Robbins and Paul Newman. It's which like what? I've never seen, and now I'm like Oscar winners. I'm sorry. Add this to the list. Like, uh, <laughs> never heard of it. But Paul Newman, yeah. Tim Robbins. Robbins, they're great actors. <laughs> yeah, I gotta watch this. This is going on the list. Never heard of it either. Um, Intrigue what her role was in that movie. Yes, this is our homework for next week. We need, like, somebody watch this and report back. Um, so with her sexy image, she attracted a lot of interest from celebrity magazines and tabloids. The public seemed to have an insatiable interest in the ups and downs of her life, um, you know, which was just this bubbly, blonde bimbo basically is what they were portraying her as um yeah. she didn't I seem to mind it though felt like that too in a little bit yeah mm-hmm. sort of like how Paris Hilton yeah. did like she knew what yeah. she was doing I think oh yeah she's coming out with a book I think that's all about how like she's dropping the act so like she's kind of doing a soft launch of like her just not acting anymore and being right. fully her true self, like not, I, not a character. Did that too. And she knew like what people wanted and she knew it was a character most yeah. of the time. I mean, yeah, she's not like an educated woman, you know, but she's also not like as ditzy as like, you know, it's, it is like, a yeah. Character. Yeah. She's obviously not dumb. She ended up with her own reality show, right. <laughs> you know? Um, So she once actually is quoted in the Washington Post saying, I love the paparazzi. They take pictures and I just smile away. I've always liked attention. I didn't get very much growing up and I always wanted to be, you know, noticed. So self-aware, like, (laughs) yeah, right. I've, yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. She did it. She did it. So kudos, kudos to you. Um, and then, so from, this is like a little more in depth into the marriage of Howard Marshall, the second. So she married him in in 94 at the time she was 26 and he was 89. So the age difference of course made headlines as we were, you know, talking about and people thinking, you know, oh, she's a gold digger. She's just after him for his money And according to People Magazine, um, the bride took off for Greece without her groom shortly after the wedding, which I remember being in the tabloid, seeing that. Um, And the pair were living together, like, in his final, final days, probably because he was, like, in hospice. Right. So, like, of course they're not living together. Um, And the unusual union ended with... Marshall's death in 1995 so a year they were married basically and she claimed that Marshall had promised a share of his estate but he had not put it put her in his will which it's like uh, that's a little sketchy 
a little sketchy, Anna. That's a little sketchy. Because, like... I know. But he probably was telling her every day. But he has people who could do that for him. Like, go change my will. Yes. You know? (laughs) Oh, I know. I know. I think she, he was just, like... I'm just going to tell you everything you want to hear, yeah. but like, I don't know if I should really leave you in my will. Well, yeah. Know? Been married for a year. I'm dying. He, you know, maybe like he was, like I was saying, maybe he's just getting out of her exactly what he wants and she's getting out of him mm-hmm. what he thinks she mm-hmm. wants, you know? And he's like, but that doesn't mean you get everything. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So it's like, I can see this from both perspectives. Like, uh-huh. I could see why he maybe didn't want to put her in his will because he did have plenty of time to do that um and also why she would be like no he like he wanted me to have yeah a cut which I think they should have just given her yeah right I mean the money get her to go away even right yeah so she fighted your dad with some happiness in the last I mean this 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 family were they're like billionaires yeah so it's it's like 20 million dollars here you go right just leave us alone just yeah exactly so I'm surprised they didn't do that or maybe they tried to and she turned every offer down right yeah um it wasn't this case like this case yeah yeah Yeah, it went all the way to the supreme court in 2006 and the court um, the court's decision opening the door for Smith to collect um, money from her late husband's estate, though the case was not yet settled. So, and like you can remember her going into court, right? Like the dark sunglasses yeah. she wore, the suits, like even her like law attire was very fashionable. <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, yeah, I can see it. I can totally see it right now. Um, so she has had some crazy times in her life. But I think this court case, yeah, just, like, is it still even ongoing? Like, isn't everybody dead who's involved with this court so, case? Yeah, like, I mean, I'll talk a little bit about it, but it has gone on since her death. So it's like, well, what the heck is the point of it all? <laughs> you know, what? just lawyers getting paid at this point. Right, and I think, like, the son's, died who were like you know the ones who filed the suit in the first place I think like literally every person involved (laughs) is dead which is scary yeah I mean it was definitely against yeah the son her stepson so I I don't know what happened to him but yeah if he's not around anymore like it it's something like their estates are just suing each other it's stupid yeah yeah it's so stupid oh my god one of the judges quit he was like, I'm done. He, he, he's like, I, I'm not doing this case anymore. It's so stupid. I think that's, I think he like quit. I'm not kidding. Yeah, what, what a waste of time. Yeah. And resources. Yeah. Like I'm saying people, okay, whatever. We'll get into it for a little bit, but um, yeah, no, that, that is kind of like, I feel like you were very right on about her being at the top of her. And then and then this marriage kind of was her downfall and made her like a joke, right? Mm-hmm. And yes. then, yeah, and out like with the his kids and everything was just like always in the news. And so she was kind of becoming like a reality star on her own in that respect. And then E Entertainment News came along and scooped her up and gave her the opportunity to have a reality show. <laughs> yes. And you're going to get into the more reality side of it because that is what I think about when I think about Anne Nicole Smith is from her reality show just like the completely messed up like you don't know what is going on and now I'm like why did I watch that like that woman was obviously suffering everybody watched it like we were in a different headspace so yeah like I'll get into it like okay in 2002 so the prime of our lives really (laughs) and Don Lemon would say that would that would have been the prime of our lives lives. (laughs) we're like so past prime now um yeah Don Lemon getting nice I love it (laughs) 
So, okay, that's when her uh, wacky and quirky ways were featured on a new, like, reality show series. Like we were saying, this was new. Reality was new. E! had just come off of the Osbournes. They really wanted another big hit. And the Anna Nicole Smith show um, debuted in August and of 2002, and it scored, in one article I found, it said 7.6 million viewers. But another one, it was like a less, but it was still in the multi-millions. Um, yeah. It was E's biggest numbers ever um, and the best debut for a reality show in cable history. Oh, Probably my God. Five reality shows at that time, and now everything's streaming, so. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, now, like, a show is lucky, like The Bachelor, they're lucky to even get, like, a million viewers, I think. These days, well, yeah, like, it was a different time we everyone had to tune in, right, to watch it. And then they had right. the um reruns and stuff that you know we watched a lot, but um Right, but it wasn't on demand. It was like yeah. they'd show it like you'd have to just like be lucky to catch exactly. a rerun. Totally, exactly. Lucky, fortunate. <laughs> a different, a different time. So yeah, so it was kind of a big deal. So um by the time the reality program premiered, um Anna Nicole Smith was allegedly overusing prescription pills and had become, like we said, like a tabloid punchline because of her marriage to J. Howard Marshall. Um, and the show kind of exploits Anna Nicole Smith and focuses really on her entourage. Um, much of the series also focused on the fact that Anna Nicole Smith had gained a lot of weight after falling out of the public eye and no longer receiving any regular modeling or acting work. Um, and so at the time of the debut, she was in a kind of a bad financial state um, as well after going on lavish spending sprees and this um, legal battle with her stepson for Jay Howard's um, fortune. So, oh, I my God, it's like literally we were watching in real time like this woman just absolutely goes through it. Absolutely. I mean, and I remember the whole weight stuff and how honest she was about yeah. it and just being like, this is me. But also she kind of embraced it. She was like, I'm still sexy no matter what size I am, you know. Yeah. She didn't of, give a fuck. And everyone was like, oh, my God, what? Yeah. So she's just like, I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> she doesn't. And she didn't come from a place where you had to give fucks, you know, like she was very yeah. poor working at the Walmart and the fried chicken place, you know, and she's probably just like so happy to have been featured in Playboy or any one thing, you know, the woman is like nothing but grateful. And yeah, you know. <laughs> so she's just, she knows how to love herself, but also, unfortunately the show like definitely showed some of her being taken advantage of and in these situations um, where she was maybe not so coherent. Um, but yeah, so all of the episodes began with different situations that the producers had come up with. Uh, so it wasn't, so like it was a reality show, but it was more of an unscripted show, we'll say, because the producers came up with scenarios. So it was like, Anna goes on a dating right. service. Anna participates in a game like The Bachelor, you know, Anna does this. and. Right. And then it's like they just give her a thing to do and then they follow her. Exactly. But then everybody else on the show and herself included, it was all unscripted what they were saying. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So some of the story arcs included um, Anna's alleged period of unwillingly celibacy, which she referred to as her drive. <laughs> uh, this second Why do I remember her like in laying in? I feel like she was always just like laying in her bed, just like always. yelling for someone, like calling out for someone. So obnoxious. <laughs> like, so obnoxious. A little dog. Well, so, okay, so the next one, I really remember this one her struggle to cure her miniature poodle's habit of attempting yeah. with inanimate objects. <laughs> yes. Classic. A, an instant classic. <laughs> the dog was always humping things. <laughs> yes, I can see it now. It's. All coming back. Um, another story arc was her love-hate relationship with her toothless redneck cousin. And, of course, who could oh forget? Oh, my God. How did they get away with 
taking advantage of her this much. Oh my god. I I wouldn't be able to watch that. Her fashion feud with interior decorator Bobby Trendy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I might I might go back and watch that one. <laughs> oh my god, Bobby Trendy. I need to like Google Bobby Trendy right now so I can be like, oh my god, yes, I know exactly. Period in history. Like I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> oh god. This is like such a flashback for me. It really is, right? Okay. So Oh my uh, god, Bobby Trendy. Yep. Okay, everybody Google him. You know him. You know him, you love him. You love hate him. Hate him. <laughs> okay. He was definitely an early two thousands like personality. Um He's exactly who I thought he was in my head. I was like, Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, you got like we've put this all in the vault, you know. We gotta take it out of the vault. <laughs> it's back there. It's back there somewhere. And I just, I just unlocked a cabinet, <laughs> the filing cabinet. Oh my god. Okay, so at times the show was difficult to watch for a lot of people because, like, Anna seemed very disoriented or confused. People might have thought she was on drugs. Um. There's, like, one episode where she's just, like, painting her face and, like, completely out of it. Like, you never knew what she was going to do or say next. Like, one time she, Mm -hmm. like, thought she was pregnant and, like, wasn't sure. And, like, it's just wild to watch it. Like, she's very obviously, like, under the influence of something. Um, And the show also showed a lot of her and the company of creepy lawyer Howard K. Stern, her attorney, like you were mentioning. Oh, yeah. I feel like if you asked a cartoonist to draw a picture of, like, a sketchy attorney, he would draw the picture of Howard K. Stern. Yeah, yeah, no, he's definitely got, like, a face to remember. It's kind of like Bug Eyes, but he also kind of looks like he's in the mob. Like, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, he looks exactly like a sketchy lawyer would. Yeah. In your mind. Um, yeah, so it's it's definitely like a tough watch, um, some parts because like I think knowing now what we know, right? Like if we look back at the time, like it was getting crazy ratings, people were tu- tuning in, and like E was taking advantage of it. Um the oh, tag- my God. oh yeah, yeah. The tagline they used for their advertising campaign for the show was it's not supposed to be funny, it just is. <gasps> oh my <laughs> God. (gasps) And then the cover of the DVD for the show's first season also had the same tagline along with the phrase America's guiltiest pleasure. Um, You know, so like just buying. Oh my God. I bought into that. I loved the show. Everybody didn't know. We were, uh, we were amongst so many people. Like it really was, you know, a lot of. How stupid were we? We didn't know anywhere. This was every, like, this was how society was like, we should treat women. That's. I know. <laughs> In so many God. Um, you know, okay. So one person who did know was Ken Tucker of Entertainment Weekly, who said in his review uh, or about the show, the thing is, it's no joke. It's presenting a barely coherent Anna Nicole Smith. E is doing something that comes pretty close to being highly objectionable. Um, yeah, and, like cameras would focus on her figure, her clothing, which never really fit well. Um, and like, again, she just appeared to be like stumbling around and or sedated. Um, Ken Tucker goes on to call the series a human train wreck. He also said the show's creators should have changed the lyrics of the opening theme song from you're so outrageous to you're so sad. And, um, Along, he said that like because when they aired the first episode of Anna Nicole Anna Nicole Smith's show, they did the E True Hollywood story right before uh, <sighs> of her, and he said that it was an unhappy fi- like Anna Nicole Smith was an unhappy figure of E ridicule, like just taking advantage of her, you know, like they did her True Hollywood. Oh my god! Right? It's like thing where they're just like making fun of her. Oh, now I want to go back and watch the E-True Hollywood story to see how they did that. 
as bad as E is, like in this story, the E True Hollywood stories were so good. <laughs> I know. Well, but looking back on it, maybe like watching it now would be like, oh my God. Exactly. Um, so then Karen James, another critic from the New York Times, reviewed the Anna Nicole Smith show um, and called it a cruel joke of a reality series. Um, she described the show in unflattering terms, such as appealing to the car wreck mentality that draws viewers to watch other people's lives in shambles. The Anna Nicole Smith um, show is in the forefront of the latest wave of reality programs, freak shows that are a step below celebrity boxing. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> a step below. So, I mean, it doesn't get lower than celebrity boxing. Harsh. Yeah. I mean... And it's the car wreck mentality that I think is really what was happening because yeah. people were watching, you know, um, the show went off the air. And you, you had to kind of feel like she had to have been acting. You know what I mean? Like, right. I think I didn't really I think, think that, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew it was a reality show, but we didn't really know what reality shows were that like, yes, these are these people's real lives, but like, you know, they get put in situations from a production team. Exactly. Everybody you knew know. producers that work on these shows like at that time. And it was very questionable, like what's real and what isn't real, where I think I think we know better now. Um, yeah. But it was on the air for like two years. I think it went off in 2004. And but she remained popular, you know, with the American public because of the show and like everyone wanting to tune in. Yeah. So it must have got canceled or. I yeah, think I so. I don't know. I should have looked into what happened to it. It either got canceled or just They hurt. probably got like a lawsuit from like somebody being like, you can't have this on TV. Oh God, like, I wish. What are you doing? It, it might also have been because she just started to really have more problems with drugs and her personal life around this yeah. time. Um, so yeah, like having struggled with her weight on and off for years uh, in 2003, like a year before the show went off the air, she became a spokesperson for a line of diet products. What do you say, Kate? Yes. Trims fat, baby. baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. What an actual time. Really? What an actual time. And, uh, trim, thanks to Trim Spa, as Anna says, she lost a significant amount of weight. And she got back into modeling and acting, like, you know, in this short period of time. Um, in two, so in 2006, three years later, she starred in a science fiction comedy called Illegal Aliens. And her son, Daniel, also worked with her on the project. So she's starting to come out of being a joke and starting to get her life back and her, you know, talent back um, and being considered for movies and modeling campaigns again, potentially, you know. Mm hmm um, her professional life appeared to be on the rise, and um, around this time, though, Anna experienced both joy and tragedy in her pers uh, personal life, and this is where the craziness just begins, everyone, where we are saying, like, she was on the news all the time. Um, yeah, so she yeah. This, this was, like, people forget that this, so many things happened towards the end of her life. It's, like, insane. It was a frenzy. Like, it really was. Um, okay, so let's start at the beginning. She announced that she was pregnant during the summer of 2006 and gave birth to her daughter on September 7th, 2006, at a hospital in Nassau in the Bahamas. And she named her baby Dan Danielle Lynn. I always want to call her, I'm going to call her Danny Lynn because that's what they call her. And, but her name is Danielle Lynn. Um, and she was so happy to be a mom again. She hadn't had, you know, um, a baby in 20 years since her son, Daniel, um, with her first husband. This is the child who, like, so much controversy is around her paternity, who her father is. Mm -hmm. Insane. It's going to turn into so much. But before, like, that even happens... While she's, like, still just being so thrilled in her, like, first few days of being a new mom, her son Daniel dies uh, only three days, after, like, later, after Danny Lynn was born, of an apparent drug overdose. Um, 
And I, I like remember this all being on CNN. CNN. Like I can yes, see it, was, it now. Like yes. it was headline news, like Anna Nicole Smith in the Bahamas. She had her baby. Everyone's like, what? Why is she in the Bahamas? Like what? And then her son dies of an overdose. But like, she just had her baby. But like, it was son in the hospital with her. And like, did he die in the hospital room or something? Like it was something weird where he was just passed out and they couldn't revive him. Yeah. It just beyond like everybody was like losing their shit about this. It was. Yeah. So it was crazy. It wasn't a. I'm going to say it's an accidental overdose. So they said, like this article said, apparent drug overdose. But later reports indicate that he had an interaction of methadone and two types of antidepressants that may have caused his death. And to mm. me, that's really freaking sad because that shows that he was actually trying to get better over some sort of addiction. By right, being- right. He, But he just like mixed it in the wrong way. Yeah. He actually was trying, um, you know. Yeah. So young, 20 years old, like, um, you know, grew up in the spotlight with his mom, right? Um, And she never really truly recovered from the loss of her son. She was devastated. I mean, they did so much together. I mean, I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. Yeah. You have a need. Like, he he was probably, like, her person. Exactly. You know, like he was, and maybe that would caused a lot of like pressure on him. You know what? That must have been like a hard life for him. But like she was probably just like so overly into her son. Yeah, I being think like the like, center of her life saved her life in a lot of ways. You know, like help yes. her like get up and out and like do good and you know, become successful and all that. And, you know, she used him as like a fuel, you know, an inspiration and whatnot. Yeah. I think they were closer than most, most like parental bonds were, which, which makes sense that she would have never recovered. Right. They're only seven years apart, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's not a lot. Um, so yeah, like this time during this time, like we said, it was a media frenzy when her uh, reports about her son came out on entertainment news, regular news, like on a daily basis. And she is just becoming a new mom, still in the hospital with her daughter. Uh, then all these headlines come out about the paternity of her daughter, and there's a paternity lawsuit because her ex-boyfriend, photographer Larry Burkhead, claimed to be Danny Lynn's father. While Anna Nicole is saying that creepy lawyer Howard K. Stern was the child's father and listed him on the birth certificate. Uh, so God, this was so weird. This was so weird. Baby is born. Daughter is born. Son dies. Days later. Days later, all this stuff comes out about the paternity and whose child <sighs> is it? Like, what a stressful, crazy time for someone who's already, like, you know, probably depending and on this is when they'd always show the picture of Howard yeah. K. Stern that we all see seared in our memory of like how creepy he just like looked like that side profile. Yeah. So yeah, just like uh, oh my god. You're like this guy is not trustworthy at all. He obviously made Anna Nicole like write his name on the you're like he had to have something to do with this. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely. So, and you know, I don't, this guy is like Larry Burkhead isn't out to be famous. He's just like a photographer. He's just trying to do what's best for his daughter and like want, you know, like, I think he's like, no, this guy isn't her father. And maybe the mother isn't completely coherent. And I like, I think that's obvious because otherwise he could have had like his own reality show if he wanted to, I'm sure. And, like, I think we all need to just, like, Google Danny Lynn and Larry Burkhead right now and just see that she yeah. is, like, the spitting image of him. So. Yes. Yeah, she's, she's like, the exact perfect blend of Larry and Anna Nicole. Exactly like him. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, like, in the midst of all this, like, heartbreak, she, and, like, legal, legal battles that are going on, right, in this short period of time, then Anna Nicole and Howard K. Smir- Stern, ugh, Stern, Smyrn, <laughs> Stern 
had this commitment ceremony where they like exchanged vows and stuff. It wasn't legally binding, but it did like symbolize their devotion to each other. And you might remember afterwards they celebrated by eating fried chicken and drinking champagne. <laughs> oh my God. I like, I am like, I completely forgot that she had married him until yeah, well, you just, but yeah. Oh yeah. He, yeah. And well, right. had the ceremony. I mean, we right. saw pictures, I feel like, we did. of we this. Did. We did. And I would say he married her. I don't know if she was completely coherent enough. Yeah. Like, There really is no way anybody thought Anna Nicole would actually, in her right mind, marry Howard K. Stern. Like, if she knew what all of us had seen, like, yeah. from the reality show mm-hmm. and everything, like, we yeah. knew this was not a good idea. And this is where the point in my notes where I wrote, this was a crazy time in all caps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just reliving it. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So this is like 2006. And then on February 8th, 2007, Anna Nicole Smith dies at the age of 39. She's found unconscious in her hotel room at the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. And it was from an accidental overdose as well, just like her son. She, um, I'm trying to find it. Okay. Yeah. So, um, it was an accidental drug overdose. She had been taking nine different kinds of medication in the days before her death. Um, and Howard K. Stern and two others were later found guilty of crimes associated with her death around the use of like prescriptions and like, yes, that's right. Uh Uh-huh. And um, all these convictions were then thrown out, though, in 2011, except for a misdemeanor against um, Anna Nicole Smith's psychiatrist. So all these people who were, like, taking advantage of her were, like, sued, but then those were thrown out, except for her psychiatrist. Um, Yeah, like, so she dies, like, after this whirlwind, right, just as suddenly as she had kind of been in the headlines. She's, like, now in the headlines because of her death. And it was, like, not even, I mean, it was, what, four months after Mm -hmm. all of this happened? Yeah. With, like, her, she has a baby, her son dies, she has this commitment ceremony, and, like, this big paternity battle, but that all took place within, like, four months, and then she died. Exactly. Exactly. And which you have to think, you know, maybe the, some of the stress contributed to it as she's medicating, maybe she's over medicating because of it, you know, who knows, right? Or is, or is he feeding her drugs, um, Howard K. Stern? Um, so yeah, so it made headlines around the world. Playboy magazine founder Hugh Hefner told the press at the time of her death that she was a very dear friend who meant a great deal to Playboy and to me personally. Um, and, like, the speculation continued even in her death around the paternity of her daughter. Um, and one weird, fun, interesting fact that I totally forgot about, but now remember after I read it, was that one person who claimed to be the father of Danny Lynn was Prince Frederick von Anhalt, who is Zaza Gabor's husband. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. He told the Associated Press that he had an affair with Anna Nicole Smith and believed he was Danny Lynn's father. Prince Frederick. Oh, I got to remember to do a picture of him on the slideshow because I can't wait to Google him later when I'm not laying in bed. Totally. Oh, my God. Forgot about that. But once I read that, I remembered it, like, so yes. simply. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, I can see Prince Frederick van Anhalt. <laughs> Oh my God. Um, it was continued. So this is like, you know, okay, she dies in February. Finally, in April of 2007, <laughs> DNA tests like determine who Danny Lynn's father is. And as we've already alluded to, it's Larry Burkhead. She looks exactly like him. Uh, <laughs> biological father. And Howard K. Stern did not contest the ruling and the legal custody was granted to Larry Burkhead look them up every now and then they make headlines. Uh, they seem to be having a wonderful father daughter relationship. They go to like the Kentucky Derby and Kentucky Derby. Yes. 
That's the only time I've ever seen a picture of Anna Nicole's daughter. Yeah, it's like it's like their daddy date of the year, daddy daughter date of the year, Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Like, it's cute, and I'm glad that they're not out in public anymore. I'm glad she's having like a normal life. I'm glad she's with yeah. someone who's not um, manipulative. You know, good for her. Yeah, it's great. I know. At first, everyone was like, "What? No, like, is that is he like going to be able to raise this daughter?" Well, and, and we were I all think, so yeah, he's invested. Who yes. else can say who this girl should be with? Like, I know. Like, I know. Oh, my God. People think, like, the paparazzi and, like, the media's bad now. Like, oh, no. No. People were so invested in who her father was. It was insane. <laughs> insane. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm, like, I need to, like, stage myself. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just living through that time, we deserve, like, an honor. <laughs> That's horribly, like, first world of me. I get it, but. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, okay, so that same year, um, wait, did I skip a part? No, okay, um, so I talked about how, like, Howard K. Stern and the people around her were sued, but then their convictions were thrown out in 2011, except for the misdemeanor against her psychiatrist. That year her, was the same year that her um, claims on Marshall's estate once again made it to the Supreme Court. Uh, so this is now. Oh. Um, and this time it was determined that the earlier Texas probate court finding against Smith would stand. Um, legal proceedings would continue until 2014 with a judge ruling against another um, lawsuit brought forth by Smith's team. She's like, it's still her team that is coming forward with this stuff. Like who is her team now? Anyways, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. if, If Howard K. Smith isn't involved anymore and, you know, Daniel's not alive and Danny Lynn and Larry Burke head her off, like living their life, you know, like I don't get who's still continuing to sue the, you know, over this fortune, but, um, yeah. yeah. So as of 2014, I guess it's continued, but, um, it doesn't sound like it's moving forward anymore. And then in 2012, Coward K. Stern faced legal consequences to his alleged role in supplying her with, um, prescription drugs. And the second district court of appeal objected with vacating of these um, convictions against Stern. The court stated that it believed that Stern may have knowingly participated in conduct designed to avoid detection and scrutiny in regards to the prescription drugs used by Anna Nicole Smith. So he may have concealed them in some way or did something that was designed. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm hmm. So while she was always mostly ridiculed for her like spacey persona, um, she was also admired for her rise to success despite so many personal obstacles. Like we said, coming from very humble beginnings, she is the quintessential underdog and she's had a lot of fans rooting for her to, you know, overcome tragedies throughout her life. And, um, you know, after her death, she's been compared to many of Hollywood's most beautiful women who died too young, including Jean Harlow and, of course, Anna's personal favorite, Marilyn Monroe. Um, and she continues yeah, to... Yeah, just, like, such sad, young, tragic story. Fat, young, kind of, yeah, whole thing, you know? Um, it's really tragic. She continues to be a subject of great fascination and speculation to this day. Um, and her sudden... Her life and sudden death inspired numerous books, documentaries, and movies. I thought this was interesting. In 2011, an opera entitled Anna Nicole, telling the tragic tale and song, debuted in London to mostly favorable reviews. Oh, like, my God. I was going to say, um, revive that right now because everybody's fascination with, like, 90s culture now yeah. is the time to do something like that. Well, Anna Nicole's life is perfect for an opera. I love that someone yeah. thought this is a modern day tragedy. Like, 
let's yeah. sing about it. <laughs> this is a genius idea. Yeah. Get this on Broadway. Get it on Broadway. Seriously. It's so, so interesting. Um, and then in 2013, Lifetime TV network released the Anna Nicole story, um, you know, and so it's gone on. The last thing I could find was in 2022, there were reports of an untitled Anna Nicole Smith documentary coming to Netflix. So we could be. Uh, I was going to say it's got to be Netflix. It's got to be. They're on, you know, they're on it. So we, that might be in the works. The log line for the documentary says it is a, um, Relevatory feature length documentary about Anna Nicole Smith featuring never before seen footage of the iconic playboy and guest jeans model who blazed a trail through the 90s before her dra- tragic death at the age of 39. So hopefully we get to oh see God. that in the future. I know because now we'll be able to like see the footage from mm-hmm. like the reality show and all that and be like, oh my God, like this was. So, so bad. And we all yeah. just like if watched you have it. it. Like look it up on YouTube and stuff, you know, and there's a lot of, I think there is the E true Hollywood story that talks, you know, that shows some of it too. Um, mm-hmm. Or maybe it's not E true's Hollywood story, but another type of those shows, you know, there's just look up Anna Nicole Smith guys. Like look her up. <laughs> just Google her. It's worth your time. That's all I'll say. <laughs> Give her a Goog. No, it, it really is. I can't wait to Google some of these images and put them up yeah. on our post. It's it's like when we were like end of high school, early college days for us, like it really was, we were just like, you know, glued to the entertainment stuff and it was hard to ignore it because it was everywhere in your face. So if you remember these times, let us know too. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Let us know what, you know, what else you want us to kind of deep dive into because we'll we'll do the research for you just let us know so you'll be back next week for your uh pick for famous reality star but yeah you know you know amber v gave me an idea like maybe i just do like the real world you know in general which changed so much um yeah i'm still thinking about i'm still mulling over some kind of want to go back to some more of these uh, original ones you know I know good times good I mean, there's times. also five like so many that are, like, things that are still on today big brother that were like very well early. I mean t- reality tv is now like the um, biggest yeah. genre of television right now I mean there are just so many reality tv shows it's unbelievable insane it all started all started with Anna Nicole (laughs) yeah so lover or hater that's our Anna Nicole um Smith episode she did her thing while she was here and you know unfortunately men and other people in power got to her and that sucks and it was a stupid time for women and I'm sorry Anna Nicole that we didn't (laughs) do you better I know. Sorry. And cheers to you. This one's for you, Anna Nicole. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.